Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Abdi Rashid Hamyang with week four in our Contemporary Issues and Management uh, course project. Um, today I'll be answering three additional questions um, with this project, which is 10, 11, and 12. I'll dive right in. Uh, question 10 asks, when a business is in a turnaround situation, what performance measures are most critical? So, of course, a turnaround situation is um, basically a series of events after a company has gone through um, a series of, of underperformance. Um, this is a, uh, a process in trying to get their company uh, back on the right track. And so there is uh, basically to, to, to get to a point where they are, again, um, profitable so for me i would say um efficiency and um operation are are big important factors as well as um cost reduction that's that's something that that's huge when it comes to uh, measuring uh, performance in in a turnaround uh, situation, because you want to make sure that you are on the right track when it comes to, uh, and I'm speaking on um, cost reduction. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, spending money that that needs to be spent, but at the same time you're saving. Uh, you're not spending money unnecessarily. You're not losing. Uh, money so investing is extremely important too. You making the, making the right investments, um, uh, keeping your your shareholders happy. Uh, that's something that's that's very critical when it comes to efficiency. Um, and this plays in part with also um, your the the employees. So the employees first off need to be um, their their performance is is huge as far as whether or not your com- a company would be successful um, during this turnaround process. And so uh, being able to uh, put together a, a great um, strategy and having and your in the team being able to implement that that strategy is 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 is, is very very big usually in a turnaround uh, stage there's also a change in leadership so from uh, whether you know you the change in maybe the, uh, a board chairman or uh, definitely the CEO uh, president of a company there's change in leadership um and that part the, i would say that part is 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 a big deal because first off when it comes to uh going through a turnaround stage you have to be able to have you know not just leaders that are on board with this change but then that you know they would then be the ones to have to get uh, the company on on board to be able to begin uh, whatever that um, their their focus is, and that typically involves um, changing like strategies, goals, uh, values for the company, a vision 
for the company and of course having to get uh, um, the employees of the company all on board to make sure uh, so that they're performing at a high level um, to be efficient and then of course that leads to to growth because this is what gets you out of um, out of that that turnaround stage you have to be able to uh, you know you you plan and you say okay this is where we're gonna begin but this is when we'll know that we are out of the woods so to speak um, so growth is a, a very um, a very important part being able to have um, and, and, and the, the thing about growth is that it contributes uh, to whether or not you uh, a company is able to um, to be sustainable that because that's the that's the key is there's different elements in a turnaround uh, when, when when trying to, to turn around a, a company um, and one you know typically like if you're going through, some companies go through stages of, you know, bankruptcy. Some go through what you call reorganization or restructuring um, stages, and and you know, there's times where with companies, some companies, uh, and we've seen this with a lot of different companies. I think uh, GE was one. Definitely Apple, um, Disney is another. Uh, you see when when companies they go through some critical times it looks like um they're not gonna they're not gonna make it and then all of out of you know eventually they they stick with their with you know they change some plans change change some strategies analyze the the situation and they're able to 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 weather that that storm and those companies that have come out, such as uh, Apple, um, on top, that just really just goes to show um, the a level of, of leadership, being able to lead a company um, through basically a, a crisis because that's a, a make or break situation. You have to be successful in your um, in that that turnaround stage um, in order to continue on as a company so um, you know the attitude of employees are important employees are stakeholders as well you know their and their jobs are basically uh, on the line and so you know how they feel about this this change uh, that's going to be taking place is, is definitely something that needs to to be of a, of a concern for a company because when you're taking a company through a turnaround period i mean that could could be seen as a as a stressful time it's a lot of change in process in that in that time period as well um and you know a lot of people you know some people may not be on board but the but you need the right people uh to be to be able to get through uh that recovery period and Question number eleven is why is organizational change so hard? And this actually goes back to my my last statement. Yeah, I mean a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of different factors uh, that prevents um, that makes change um, difficult in the in the 
with an organization. But for sure, one of those changes is employees. Uh, and Because a lot of times when you're changing, uh, when there's organizational change that does involve um, changes in internal processes, changes in how a company operates, changes in uh, potentially changes in technology, uh, changes in the culture. And so all of these things that I just mentioned are, are reasons w- why organizational change is, is hard. Um, when it comes to the culture, a lot of people don't want to change, especially if that involves some, let's call it corporate restructuring, or if it involves, you know, bringing in new people, changing other people out, people are, or, you know, moving department groups around, um, changing that culture that has a, it could be seen as a, as a negative uh, from employees. Technology is a, is one where you know, if there's, let's say, new technology, and companies always want to innovate. <laughs> Innovation is a is a huge deal, and um, and so if there's introductions as far as like new systems, uh, different technology being used, that's a a, a process that would require um, a new a new skill being learned, right? So you have to learn something, um, how to do something. Uh, use a system different than what you're what you've been used to and if people are if employees are used to doing things a certain type of way a lot of folks may not be on um, real too real big on um on changing that especially if they feel that they're that they're that they that what they're doing is working and so they say like why don't don't fix something that's not broken and a lot of times and I personally have experienced this with different roles that I've had where a system is great and then bam the company said oh you're gonna we're gonna be moving you over to to this system and you're gonna be doing this and and of course that a new system requires new processes and then you and they and they tell you it's just to make your job more efficient. But when you actually are utilizing the system, a, a lot of times and from uh, uh, from my own experiences, these tech, these systems that are being um, that you're being pushed to are worse than uh, the systems that you were initially use, using. Uh, they, it could just simply be that you were able to do something on an old system that you cannot do on a new system, it just, or that this new system just makes your your work more tedious, gives you a lot more steps than a previous system. And so that could be, that would be, could be considered a, a, a negative when it comes to uh, a change in, in process. And so I think that in that sense that, you know, organizational change should allow for um, feedback, uh, should allow for voices from employees, for employees to be able to state how they feel about something, especially when it comes to changing processes or uh, or using technology because the leadership often feel that they know what's best. But a lot of people, especially managers, don't necessarily know how to do the job, right? They manage 
employees that know how to do the job and they don't themselves know what's you know you know the process because the you know the procedures because you you have um you have that information documented but you've never done the job before so you only know from a i guess you would say an observant standpoint but not from an action standpoint so it's important to be able to take away from employees uh how they feel about this change that's that's going to uh that's going to to take place so um and of course that affects operations and how uh the the company is how a, a company um basically how a company operates uh the the processes that um that are in place so the internal processes uh all these things is is these processes or these is operations going to be negatively affected uh by this change and what impact does that have on customers um one of the biggest changes that i've seen as of as of uh, in in recent years actually uh through with many companies was um the enhanced security feature for when and so this is also this is basically a technology operations and internal process change but companies started uh implementing um enhanced security features where if you let's say for for from a banking standpoint if you want to withdraw money from your retirement account then you have to have your cell phone on file that phone number has to be verified and then you go through all these additional um authentication methods for the company to be able to validate that you are who you say you are and that's the same if you were to to log on to your your internet your email account let's say gmail for example and then um and so they would send a security code to via text message to the phone number or a security code through email um to verify that you are who you say you are well think about this process with as far as the text messages goes is one a lot of older people a lot of older people so a lot of seniors do not know how to use text messaging they don't have cell phones that that they could use text text messaging with they don't even receive text messages i know of of a few people that actually still have flip phones which i'm shocked at but people still have flip phones and you know those phones may not be able to receive text messages uh be just because of how out, outdated it is you can't go through that additional um security process and so my thoughts when this came out is nobody nobody thought about the seniors and how this change was going to uh was going to uh, affect them um a lot of companies started changing where they wanted to uh, move from uh paperless they wanted to move to paperless uh billing that included like sending out st- uh, you know statements they wanted those statements to be sent electronically well what if a customer doesn't have 
you know, email or what if there's people, especially older people who love to have things documented. They love receiving mail, especially their 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 banking information, all that via email. They they're not too big on electronics and, and technology, but a change in process, um, you know, organizational change when you're changing these your technologies or your operations or your processes how company or how not employees sorry how customers are impacted by this change is huge uh when it comes to um reasons why change is so hard you get a a huge feedback from uh, from if you get enough feedback from customers about how this change would be uh, a negative thing uh companies would backtrack from it. They'll say, okay, you know what? We got too much negative feedback on this process or and or this change. And so we're not going to move forward with what we initially uh, planned on planned to do. And we see that a lot these days with um, in, with in social media. As soon as the custom, a company comes out and they want to make um, a change, it it blows up if it's a bad thing such as Wells Fargo when they recently talked about how uh, they were discontinuing their personal lines of credit that was huge a huge huge thing because not only did not only are you basically saying okay we're moving and it's 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 easy to say we're gonna no longer offer personal lines of credit but the negative side to that is a line of credit is a credit product, which if you close a credit product would potentially have a negative impact on a customer's credit score, uh, especially if it's a long, it, and it doesn't matter the amount, it could be, and, and if it's, and especially if it's a, if it's a very, if it's one of the older um, credit lines on their account, or even a new credit line on their account, closing a credit product typically has a negative impact on a customer's credit that's not something that the company thought through but they decided to move you know with that that's a change uh that negatively impacted the that negatively impacted the um the customers and also that affects the employees who offer their product which is typically through the branch so that's something that uh the bank bank bankers would usually offer to a customer customers can go into the bank and now that's something that you don't necessarily offer so this has an impact on the bank it has an impact on the stakeholders because now these customers potentially leave and go to other banks that still offer personal lines of credit so of course change is hard and a lot of times um, you know, companies decide on a change and then they backtrack later. And I, I feel like that, that a lot of, like, a, not a lot of, not enough thought really goes into um, analyzing, you know, the change process and whether or not something to work, what, you know, who is affected by, by this change and, you know, is that going to be a negative impact, a positive impact, um, what's, what is that change going to do for the company's reputation? 
um, a lot of decisions that that companies make are basically it's all financial decisions. So from a financial standpoint, this change may be uh, necessary, but um, how does you know it may be necessary, but then what is that? How does that affect if you do something and if it becomes a negative thing for customers? Will the blowback from that or the growth from the financial growth from that um, justify the decision that decision made or will it become something that's regrettable? And the last question here, question 12 is um, why is having a versatile leadership style so important? So versatile leaders... um, they typically versatile leaders will have um, employees that are um, more engaged um, in an organization, but also um, when it comes to teams, these are you're talking about uh, high performing, um, high performing teams because of all that this leader uh, brings to an organization. Versatile leaders, they typically, uh, you would say, when you're talking about getting the most out of an employee or employees in in general, versatile leaders are are capable of 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 doing that. Um, at the same time, if if a you know if a if a if you have a versatile leader in an organization, then you're going to have an organization that's um, not only innovative, but also adaptive, um, which is huge when it comes to um, growth and, and, and change, right? Because uh, innovation is key to being um, maintaining uh, sustain- sustainability, but ad- you know, having adaptability is is crucial when it comes to being able to to change and so if a with a versatile leader you're able to actually get your team on board or your teams on board uh when a a change needs to is it needs to to take place but um at the same time you're able to uh you're you're capable of having more of a uh, competitive advantage um you know with with versatile uh versatile leadership um, um you this is this is important because the the what do you say the the opposite of a versatile leader is is, is someone that isn't quite um, leveled, you know, balance, right? So when you have someone that's versatile, you can adapt in different, um, in, in different functions. Um, but for somebody that is, is not, there's a, a harder time being able to manage a, a large group of em- employees. And a, a the versatile leader has, they come in like, ver- which I would say various um, various leadership styles. Um, one of, let's say there's, there's typically, I you say the, and 
corporations or organizations, rather, they're the best leaders and organizations are leaders that are uh, versatile, meaning that let's say you you have more than one um, leadership style, right? So there's some leaders that could be um, autocratic, but also democratic. And of course, that changes based on um, situations. Uh, There's some... uh, some leaders that could be authoritative it just you know or or pay setting it just really just depends on the situation but being able to switch it up is is key because if you're all if you're one way all the time and it and that and that way doesn't change eventually you're going to go from um you're going to go from from having from a, a company that performs well to a company that performs poorly. Um, it's 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 well known that autocratic um, that autocratic leaders have more more employees, especially executives, leave a company um, with autocratic leaders than with democratic leaders. Um, so that's a, a big that's a big a big takeaway from that. But autocratic leaders get things done but it's just and because of the the level of control that they have over um over an organization but it's uh you can't have that all the time it it has to be some type of balance and that is what you know being able to switch from being an autocratic leader to a democratic leader or um a, a a pace setting or authoritative leader being able to switch your leadership styles balance you out as a leader therefore you are considered um versatile and if companies um the one the one thing that i love about this this um this course is that you learn a lot about um a lot about different different leadership styles so you know, taking this course, and let's say if you, and and I think it's kind of a, I I, I can't say, but I th- I think that there is a possibility that if I would have if I've never taken um and a course if I've never taken this course then I probably may not have ever gotten um the 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 knowledge that I have now uh, meaning that with a person that you say you may be one way right so let's say imbalanced as as a leader but versa you know so i may not be versatile today but i could learn to be versatile later um so that is that's a a huge takeaway for me that while you know and i've seen people and i and i always tell i know some some leaders that are very autocratic um all the time and it's and it, and it definitely has negative impacts on on the team but at the same time i i, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and, and believe that there is you know that their leadership style changes based on certain situations because while i noticed that one person is a is a certain type of way uh let's say when it comes to um 
when it comes to the to to work experience or certain processes or procedures or tasks there we go so when it comes to certain tasks i know that uh that that that, um, that some managers are not too big on um assistance but what i gathered from it is that you know the understanding of of why they decide um, the, 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 the make the decisions that they do based on, you know, how long their expectations for you, how long you've been in your role, uh, what you should or should not know at the moment, but also how, how they look at situations. Um, and so I think there's a that some people over time when they've especially for a person who's been in the same role with the same team for many a years, they may not ever change up uh, their leadership style because their employees are just used to them being a certain type of way but as you as you get more team members or as you switch roles in a company let's say you you're managing um one one group but then end up having to manage a a different type of group you could potentially uh change your leadership style based on um, the, these new uh, team members that you that you have on board. So I kind of so I I personally um, love being able to 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 learn about this, um, and it gives me something to, to take away as far as when I one day be, become um, a manager of my of my own team, and you know being able to assess like my own leadership style and and how I can be. Uh, versatile, um, uh, a, a versatile uh, leader in the, in the company based on, which would be based on, um, you know, the, the culture, but also the employees um, that, I'm, that I'm leading. So I do appreciate you taking the time uh, to go through this week with me and um, we'll see you back in week five as we continue on through um, this project.